0: You are listening to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast with Doug Winters. I am your host, Doug Winters. This is actually episode 55, but it's COVID volume two. One of the things I was thinking about is that I, along with probably every other vendor in the event industry, is basically spending all of our time rearranging dates going back from March, April, May, June... July wants to you know is moving into 2021 so I was thinking about the ramifications of people who book bar mitzvah dates two to three years in advance because they get the date from their synagogue so I figured who better to bring on than someone I know to be a true expert on bar mitzvahs i tease her all the time that we don't get to work together because she she does bar mitzvahs all the time and i do weddings mostly because she gets these dates three years in advance the bride calls nine months before and says hi i want you to plan my wedding for me just to say well i'm sorry i'm booked for june of 2022 so anyway i hope everybody is staying safe and staying healthy when heart goes out and 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 to all the uh, medical professionals and all the grocery clerks. And I always make sure to say hello to my friendly neighborhood pharmacist at Walgreens and thank them for being at work because they are definitely essential. So without further ado, here is my conversation with the incredible Melissa Imberman.
1: So, yes, I'm the owner of the Event of a Lifetime. And although I love weddings and got my start in weddings, I don't do nearly as many as I would like these days. And it's for the exact reason Doug was saying. So um, a family gets their child's bar and bat mitzvah date somewhere between two and three years before the actual day they will become a bar or bat mitzvah.
0: The concept of having a date two to three years in advance is astonishing.
1: Right. But it's, it's twofold. So one is for the party, you need to find a venue and all the vendors and plan it. But more importantly, it's about a rite of passage in the Jewish religion. And that child has to prepare um, and learn prayers and things for the ceremony. So you get the date far in advance for both of those reasons. Um, I obviously will just address the party planning part of it. Um, But, you know, as I was saying, although I love doing weddings, what happens is a bar bat mitzvah mom or maybe a dad calls me two, two and a half years before the date. And and because I'm a boutique firm, um, I do have other people that work for me. But when you hire the event of a lifetime, you get me and my attention and my creativity and my experience along with my staff but I only do one event a weekend. So if it's the week of your, whether it's a wedding or bar bat mitzvah, I'm yours. I get you, you you get me. I, you can call me, email me whenever. I'm not being pulled in any other direction. So when somebody hires me two years out for their child's bar bat mitzvah, and then a year later someone calls me for a wedding, I have to say no. And so that's just fortunately or unfortunately how my business has progressed. Um, I have gotten in this bar and bat mitzvah cycle, um, mainly because I do one child's bar mitzvah and then the parents usually have a second or a third that luckily I get to do.
0: And you do it right. well, so they want you to do their to do the
1: whole family, and because unlike a wedding where you may get married a year or two or five before or after your circle of friends, for a bar bat mitzvah, your circle of a hundred friends are all doing it in the same year. So when I plan someone's bar bat mitzvah and I do a good job and they're happy with me, then all of their friends see that and then they start calling me. So I not on purpose just kind of got inundated with bar and bat mitzvahs, and it sort of left me with not a lot of time for weddings. Uh, Not to say I don't do weddings. I love, love, love weddings. Um, And then I also do other things. I do confirmations and communions and sweet 16s and corporate. But for the last several years, it seems like bar and bat mitzvahs are what I do most weekends.
0: Oh, yeah. Remember that client we did together? Sonia? Um, I I just did her daughter. Yeah. I
1: couldn't remember, I, I looked up what year they got married because I couldn't, after we were talking yesterday, and it was 2006.
0: Oh, my God. Which... I know.
1: So Doug and I did the most amazing wedding together. Apparently, it was in 2006, which is a very long time ago. And and I'm still in touch with, um, with Sonia, as I am with a lot of my clients. And so I've done both of her boys' communions and confirmations, which is, you know, great to see, you know, someone I knew when they were single and then married and then a mom. And, oh, and then her shower. And, you know, it's a great way to... Kind of see the cycle
0: of life. When we say these dates come from a synagogue, mm-hmm. that means that the kid has gone to Hebrew school and Sunday school, like Catholic kids will go to. Right,
1: CCD.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's an education process.
1: Everyone observes to the extent they feel
0: comfortable. Right. I remember that feeling of actually learning my Haftorah, studying it like crazy, like as if I were the, like, like the lead in, in a middle right. school play. Mm -hmm. So why don't we talk about Westchester because we both know it and then...
1: Yeah, our area might be a little different than some areas because there is a higher concentration of Jews here than a lot of other areas. So, for instance, in the town I live in... There is a temple in our town, but there's also five other temples in neighboring towns that kids could go to Hebrew school at. So what happens is when you get your bar bat mitzvah date, you know, two, three years out, nobody wants to have the same bar bat mitzvah date as a friend because then every the kids have to choose who's to go to and everyone wants their friends at their own. So usually somebody volunteers to make a spreadsheet that compiles all the dates from all the different synagogues and then hopefully you know there aren't any conflicts and so the reason we start planning so far out is because there you know there's only a limited number of venues and not every venue is right for every person whether it's style or size or budget so we start early to get availability in a venue and then the next thing we do is book a DJ Because, sorry, I know, I would love to do a band, but... I was going (laughs) to say,
0: you know, I wasn't going to say anything.
1: (laughs) But I've been doing this for 25 years, and I've done a band once for a bar mitzvah. (laughs) Um, But it is typical to have a DJ with dancers and giveaways and all that. And some people want a specific MC that maybe they saw before or they heard about. So usually we book the venue and the DJ Two years out, and then I usually tell my clients okay, you can like take a little vacation now, and we don't have to talk about this for a while. But in our time off, you know, let's brainstorm and look around, and let's, you know, just think and get our creative juices flowing about decor and logo and invitations.
0: Okay. So the, the main elements, we got, the, got the date, the time and the DJ.
1: Yes. And then take a break, take a break. Right. I'm still, I'm always thinking, I mean, I literally wake up in the middle of the night with an idea for somebody's party, whether it's like a tagline or a favor or something and have to like jot it down because I I'm literally thinking about everyone's events Day and night. But what's great now is with Pinterest, I have a lot of my clients set up a Pinterest board for weddings and for Sweet Sixteens and for Bar and bat Mitzvahs. And what they can do is look at other people's ideas for their theme or in their colors and start pinning them to their board. And what I always tell my brides and my Bar and bat Mitzvah kids is to make their Pinterest board private. And that way their friends can't see their ideas and that way, A, they can't steal them and B, they'll be surprised when they get there. And so they make a private Pinterest board and they invite, if it's a bat mitzvah, they invite me and their mom usually. If it's a wedding, they invite me and their bridal party. And then that way I can see what my clients like and what they're thinking in our time off. And then I can use that as inspiration to jumpstart what I'm thinking.
0: And ideas change. I mean, when you, when you think about it, if we, if yes. we just go to the mind of a bar mitzvah kid, if someone gets a date at 11 years old.
1: No, totally. And I was working with a family who actually I'm doing their twins right now.
0: A B'nai mitzvah.
1: Yes. It's two girls. So it's a benote mitzvah. Um, yeah. So I did their older sister six years ago, I believe. And, we had so much fun planning hers. She want, She loved Sleepaway Camp and we were doing a camp theme and we were going all out. We had planned everything. We had a logo, we had all this signage and we had all this great, really fun stuff planned. And then I would say maybe five, six months before her bat mitzvah, she decided she wanted to abandon the whole camp theme and she wanted something like really like cool and slick and sophisticated.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: Her mom and I were like, oh, no, because we loved everything we had come up with. But then we just abandoned it, went in a totally different direction. So that's got to
0: be something you probably keep in mind.
1: Yes. that Kids grow up and change. But even for a wedding, I mean, a lot of times my brides and I will go in one direction. And then as they attend more weddings, they either realize that they don't like or want what they thought they did, or they might like it, but they don't want to do it because other people have done it. So the same thing happens with my weddings, where, you know, we think we're going in one direction, like rustic chic, and then they went to one too many rustic chic, and then they've done that, and, you know, we have to do something different.
0: Yesterday, we were talking about, I had had Dewan Stroud on at Preston Bailey and other mm-hmm. event planners that started as as florists.
1: Yeah, I just and did a wedding with Dewan. Oh, yeah? Over the I, summer.
0: He is truly an amazing guy. I was asking you about flowers. I know they play a major part in weddings.
1: Like A bar about mitzvah is sort of like a wedding on steroids. It has all the same components as a wedding and then some. So, you know, we have to have great food and alcohol for the adults, but then we need different food for the kids and mocktails and then a whole nother slew of things to keep them entertained. So, you know, for the... Adult part, you know, we have everything that you would have in a wedding. You know, we have the venue and we have the food and the alcohol and, you know, centerpieces and entertainment and a photographer and possibly a videographer. But then you have a lounge where the kids sit because the kids no longer sit at the tables. They sit in a lounge so they can feel grown up. Um, they ha- most of the time have a logo. And they may or may not have a theme, but they almost always have a logo. And nowadays, they usually have a tagline as well. That's
0: the decor budget is really instead of flowers, it goes to signage.
1: Exactly. Instead of flowers, you would have signage and graphics and the lounge and lighting. And, you know, so you, you have on the adult side, you still need linens and centerpieces like a wedding. But then you have the whole kids side that you have to do other stuff
0: for. New respect that <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're doing a wedding and a bar mitzvah at like the same time. It's like planning
1: two parties in one because you have to, you know, you have to please the adults as well as the kids.
0: What do the numbers look like adults compared to kids?
1: It runs the gamut. Some people do primarily a kids party and just have close family and friends. More often, I would say it's fairly even, maybe 75 to 100 adults and 75 to 100 kids.
0: Did you have um, 75 to 100 friends when you were growing up? <laughs> no, I did
1: not. <laughs> and I didn't have a logo or a tagline. Or DJs come with you know, dancers and dance floor giveaways and lighting, and there's the montage and the candle lighting. So there's there's so many other things that you don't have in a wedding. So you have all the things you have in a wedding and then these other things, then you have the favor.
0: Yeah. So talk to me about lighting for a second. Okay. Almost every party planner in Manhattan said that. Lighting is so important.
1: Yeah. So lighting gets a bad rap. Is we come up with a budget, and even if you don't know how much you want to spend, we talk about priorities. You know, what is important to you? Is it a view of Manhattan? Is it the DJ? Is it the food? Is it how the place looks? So we go over that. I try to. Right. I, I love doing more blank spaces in the city. There's a lot of really cool like lofts and warehouse spaces. Yeah. I love a blank canvas because then we can just. Like I love white walls, wood floor, and then I can create anything. Or like I just did an amazing bar mitzvah that was at a, a health club, and we just totally transformed. No
0: way! Like,
1: of one of my favorites. It was just um. In-
0: what a great idea! Yeah. like a gym. Like a- it was
1: at it was at the gym where the bar mitzvah boy played basketball. His parents initially booked a country club and had not booked me, and they just started realizing that that was not him the place he felt most comfortable and most like home was where he played basketball and so they decide to to book it there but that is a huge undertaking that would be challenging to do without an event professional and it was a total overhaul because you have to cover the floor you have to cover the walls you have to bring absolutely everything in every table every chair every plate every linen lighting generator Everything. If you're doing a hotel or a country club, you know, you're stuck with the patterned carpet or upholstered chairs or a chandelier that might not be your taste. So if you're doing it at some fancy country club with a chandelier and you want to have a football theme, um, not to say that I've not done that before because I totally have. It either takes more work and or more money, or you just have to give up on some things. And
0: So you can't have a lot of Nerf footballs flying around right. when you've got a chandelier that exactly. is going to cost right. half a million dollars if you break it.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, lighting. Oh, lighting, (laughs) yes. Lighting, lighting, lighting. Lighting, yeah.
1: So I would say like the average person doesn't really understand why lighting is important. Oh, I know I was talking about budget. So when I do the budget, I always bring up lighting and people don't really understand why they need lighting. And if I can convince them that they need lighting, then when we book things along the way and maybe things are costing more than they would like, lighting is really the first thing they would like to cut. People really underestimate the importance of lighting. I mean, lighting can totally transform the mood and the feel of a room. You know, for a wedding, it can make it romantic and intimate. For a bar bat mitzvah, it could just change the color of the, you know, your room could be pink. It could be blue. It could be purple. It, it costs money, but it's a lot of bang for your buck, you know, because it is so visually impactful. The other thing... But
0: it's hard to explain to someone it is. the value of it. I show it.
1: them, I show a lot of pictures of like a place without lighting and a place with lighting. Because the other thing is you know, you don't want your room to have really bright lights. Um, And then some places you can dim lights and some places it's on or off. So you don't want these bright lights on. So you want them off and then you want to bring in pin spotting and up lighting and things like that. Or some places maybe can dim lights, but it's all or nothing. And you want them in one area bright. So they, you know, the staff can serve food and see what they're doing.
0: Anyone who's ever been in a bar. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Knows that they don't want bright lights anywhere.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, no, lighting is super important and it's hard to get people to understand why. But I've never had anybody that listened to me about lighting that afterwards said like, oh, you know what, we could have done without it or I wish we didn't do it. I mean, people get it after they experience
0: it. In David Beam's podcast, he talks about this very exclusive, I can't remember if it was a bar mitzvah or a wedding. And the guy came in like several hours before or the day before, and he said, Can we do without the lighting? Mm-hmm. You know, why, you know, this place has lighting. You know, it's right. a fancy right. and he says he says he said, Stay here a second. And he goes over and he pulls the plug out of the wall. Mm-hmm. And he says, Okay, this is the room without lighting. And he says, "Oh, okay, I get it."
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> and he it just,
0: plugged it back in. It says, takes okay.
1: convincing, but people are always glad when they do it.
0: Yeah, so that's a separate person than the DJ.
1: Yeah, the DJ usually provides intelligent lighting, Intel's or moving heads, which is just the lights that are on the dance floor, kind of creating. A clubby theme or a gobo or something like that. The lighting I'm talking about is up lighting, which is perimeter lighting. So that's right, exactly. so that's so you can lower the lights and then wash the walls in a light. And then the pin spotting would be so you lower the lights, but then people can't really see what they're eating or the people. To. Right. So then we do a pin spot, like a little, you know, highlight, and that will highlight the center of the table. So it'll highlight the centerpiece that we've worked so hard to create and spent money on, but it also will allow people to have conversations and see their food. So the DJ will do the dance floor lighting, and then I will bring in a lighting technician to do the other. It's a special
0: Right. Okay. So so what are the elements?
1: So you have the venue and maybe an in-house caterer. Maybe I have to bring in a caterer. If I have to bring in a caterer, there's a lot of rentals because there's all the china, glassware, flatware. If I'm doing a, a raw space that has nothing, you know, we want to figure out what we're bringing in for tables and flatware because people just want to, you know, usually get an idea of what that's all going to cost before they go spend money on photo booths and things that are not as necessary. Not that a photo booth isn't necessary. Photo booths have have come a long way.
0: And they have green screens behind them, right?
1: There's all different things. There's green screens and there's flower walls and there's, I mean, there's booths that you go in and then there's ones that are open air and there's ball pits. There's, you name it. There's one three is jump on a trampoline. You can get a printed picture that's framed, or you can get it emailed, or so you can post it, text it, upload it.
0: Oh, so um, that's a whole business. Oh yeah. Itself.
1: So that's another another whole part of Bar Mitzvah. So for a wedding a lot of times I do a photo booth. Um but right. for Bar and bat Mitzvah in addition like we we're saying how there's all the wedding stuff. So then there's the games part of it. And so that would be like your photo booth, your papa shot things like that. But when you're in a town where the kids are going to one every weekend, you don't want to do just the same photo booth the same papa shot that they see you know so i try to come up with things that the kids have not seen before either things that maybe go with the theme or things that have to do with the child's interest or just something that's new it's new to the kids and they haven't seen it before a lot of times i work with game companies and create create something just for that kid and, you know so i've done a lot of things that you know, have never been seen before until that kid's bar bat mitzvah and then they'll add it to their line.
0: The expression that keeps popping into my head is reinventing the wheel. In Absolutely. other words, if you if you do 40 bar mitzvahs a year, each one has to be different right. and special because like you said, these kids have been <laughs> there, done that. They, they've been to sophisticated restaurants. They've been to sophisticated parties. They've been to, they've, they've done it all.
1: Right. And I also... In mind, when I'm doing kids in the same town, most boys want some sort of sports theme. So it is not uncommon to have two baseball or two basketball bar mitzvahs in the same town in the same year. So I have to be really careful to make sure they're different. I try to make sure they're different colors and their logos are not similar and put a different spin on it like one football bar mitzvah, the family had Giants season tickets like forever. The bar mitzvah boy had gone with his grandfather since he was little and he loves the Giants and he loves tailgating. And I knew that there was another football bar mitzvah in that town that same year so we came up with doing like a tailgate so it was like a tailgate party rather than a football theme and
0: oh that's a great idea
1: it, it was so great and I mean luckily I mean the kid's name was perfect because his name was Matthew so instead of MetLife Stadium I did MatLife Stadium with
0: oh that's great
1: like that was just like a gift to me that it was so easy
0: yeah <laughs> um, that was perfect
1: and so we created like the kids, how we're saying the kids don't sit in traditional 60 inch rounds anymore. They sit in the lounge. So we made his lounge like. A I
0: table. love that expression. Wait, wait, wait. Don't go too fast over that. Okay. When I started this podcast, what I found so fascinating is all the other things like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And cause all I care about is the fact that the people are dancing. Right. And if the dance was packed, I'm thrilled. But when I said that to one planner, very well-known planner, she said, that's interesting because <laughs> it's a nice way of saying mm-hmm. you're an egomaniac. <laughs> she said, she Not said, okay, but, no, 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 but yeah, exactly. But she was actually incredibly sweet. Jennifer Zabinski. And she was saying, if people leave saying, Oh my God, that was the greatest music I ever heard in my life. And I danced all night long and what a great party. They probably spent more money on the flowers than more money on the lighting. Mm-hmm. All the other vendors fell short, which I thought was which- really, really interesting perspective, you know, from your perspective, Total. The planners. Plan. And which
1: is why I was saying before, when I talk to people, you know, it could be about budgeting dollars, but it is more about priorities. Like, I don't want you to, like, sometimes people hear their friend use this photographer, so they want to. It could be a photographer that's twice what the average photographer costs. And if you do that first, and photography is not important to you, then you might have less money to spend on the band or the DJ, which is more important to you. So that's why I really spend a lot of time talking to my clients about their priorities. If food is not important to you, then, you know, we can do a place that's I can make beautiful but has mediocre food, you know, but if the photographer is important or the music is important, I want to make sure to allot the appropriate amount of their budget to that. But back to what you were saying about everyone being on the dance floor and you thinking that's a perfect party, that that reminded me of something. When I do a bar and bat mitzvah, so they spend a ton on the DJ and the DJ has dancers and giveaways and all of that. But then we also have the games that I was talking about, like the photo booth and things of that nature, because the DJ, like you, the DJ, who yeah. would like to have no games, they would like to have every yeah. They
0: want the kids in their on the dance floor. Everybody's
1: undivided attention. They want every kid, every parent on the dance floor the whole time. But a, not every kid wants to do that, and b, the parents spent all this money on all these games, so there are times where <laughs> I close the games. If I feel like the dance floor is not, you know, packed enough. And so there's times where I'll tell the games people. So. So I'm always like playing liaison between both the the catering manager, the band leader, DJ, and my games people, just coordinating when we're going to serve food, when we're going to close down games, when we're going to play parent music, when we're going to play kid music, and then also like with ceremonial things. So there's a montage and a candle lighting usually. Can
0: you explain all that?
1: Sure, I will. So I usually close the games down for the horror, which is another thing, the horror, the montage, the candle lighting. I close the Games down for all of those things so everyone can focus on them.
0: Okay. Are the games always in a different room?
1: Yeah. No, well, they can be. That is one of my pet peeves. I do not like them to be, because I- Yeah,
0: want, I was gonna say.
1: Because I want the kids to be in the same room with the parents, and I want them to be right. on the dance floor.
0: Yeah, it should be one party. It some, rooms, be...
1: some rooms just don't yeah. have enough space, but if at all possible, I want the games to be in the same room. Um, but the right. montage. So the montage is, it's, I mean, it's a fun, beautiful tradition. Why don't you explain to, yeah. you explain
0: to people what it actually so
1: is? It's, it's a photo montage. There can be some video clips. And it really just is like, this is your life. The family gathers photos from the time the bar bat mitzvah boy or girl was born. And it has photos from when they were a baby until current. Photos with siblings, photos with parents, photos with extended family, photos with friends and photos with teams and photos with camp friends. Like a, this is your life pictorial set to music
0: set to music right so it's like a little music video
1: exactly a little exactly um, and
0: how long do those last usually so
1: that's that's a good question because <laughs> there's, because there's it's very hard to narrow down you know 13 years worth of photos yeah. of the person you love more than anything but there's a fine line between that and boring your guests so and when you bore 113 year olds they start you know, being disruptive, you know.
0: Which is not very different than a overly long, ponderous post at a wedding.
1: Exactly. No, exactly. So I like to say like 75 to 85, I think is a sweet spot. I'd like to say no more than 100. You can throw in a couple of video clips. Wait, um, 100 what? Photos.
0: Oh, 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 oh. No, but I mean time altogether.
1: 10 minutes, I think is good. I feel like more than 12 you're you're pushing it
0: yeah that's pushing it (laughs) so it's not it's not short it's not it's not a two minute trailer for a movie
1: yeah no it's not the other thing speaking of trailers sometimes we do entrance videos which are really fun um oh yeah which are like a like a mini like movie premiere coming attraction kind of thing and it can go with the theme those are fun um but i know the other thing you wanted me to talk about is the candle lighting I actually did one. The theme was like a movie premiere. And so we got all the kids to sit on the dance floor. And while they were sitting there, we handed out big things of candy that you would get in the movie theater.
0: Oh, great idea.
1: Yeah, that kept the kids kind of quiet. Even if they weren't listening, they were quiet. But the candle lighting, which we also do at Sweet Sixteens and sometimes sometimes at graduation parties, sometimes at um, confirmations uh, or communions. You know, for a bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah, it would be 13 candles since they're 13. And what you do is you call up 13 people or groups of people that are important to you, that have had an important part in your life.
0: This is a chore, choosing who's going to do it and who you're insulting by not
1: It's a chore like your seating chart is a chore because it snowballs. You ask this person and then you're annoying this person and this one's going to be mad. So it is definitely difficult to figure out your 13 people. Sometimes that's why you group people together. And then in addition to figuring out the people, you also figure out what song they're going to walk up to. You're making something meaningful for each of those 13 people or groups of people.
0: Do they end up being very similar? <laughs> I, I, mean, I Like
1: I do have play a Sunrise,
0: list. Sunset for yeah, the grandparents. Exactly.
1: I, why, I mean, I you do know. have a list of grandparent songs, aunt and uncle songs, camp friend songs, that kind of thing. You pick out the song that they're going to walk up to, and then the bar mitzvah boy or girl has to say something about the person or group. So it's no easy task.
0: Well, okay. And then the mont- montage is after that or before that? It's
1: like sometimes people don't do a candle lighting and sometimes kids are shy and they don't like to be the center of attention. So what I was going to say is I think more important, like some DJs have formulas of when they want these things to happen. I think what's more important is kind of like what you were saying, which I'm sure you would like, is I don't ever want when there's a full dance floor, I never want to come and tell you, you have to say everyone has to sit down for a 10 minute candlelight, anything like that. I want to happen when people are already sitting. I never want to empty a dance floor to make people sit to listen. During the salad or the first course, you know, that's typically when we would do the candle lighting. And then maybe during the entree,
0: we would do the montage. Oh, it's done early. The montage is on, and and the candle lighting is early.
1: Because I want to do them when you're sitting for one of your courses.
0: So you're talking about a four-hour block of time, Yes
1: four, four and a half, five. It depends.
0: The first hour being the cocktail hour yes. where the kids are mostly playing games and drinking these mocktails. Yes. I'm, I'm getting the picture.
1: Yes. And then more of a girl thing, but there's also a whole presentation aspect that happens during the cocktail hour, where her friends make things for her and and present them and make a little speech. And they're all like very cute. Oh,
0: tell me, things. tell me about that. I don't. I don't they're all explain. homemade
1: things. Like, do you remember a memory candle? Did that happen at yeah. Bar mitzvah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. the new version of a memory candle. So, okay. um, so yeah, so people might blow up pictures and have them made into something, or make a collage or something like that, and
0: present. Oh, To the...
1: To the bat mitzvah girl.
0: Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's just some like little homemade tribute, which is a nice tradition. Oh, that's nice. So that typically happens during the cocktail hour.
0: The average kid might go to like 25 bar mitzvahs. Let's just say the average kid.
1: Yeah. Depending on where where you live, you know, you could go anywhere. Like I have some kids that go to small private schools and they might go to five. And then I have kids that live in predominantly Jewish areas and they could go to a hundred. Oh. When you think about all the carpooling, I mean, from seven to eighth Holy eight grade, cow,
0: didn't even think of that. You,
1: are, you basically can never go out on a Saturday night because every single weekend you have to pick your child up at like 11 or 12. <laughs> <laughs> but so. the other thing besides the gifts and the transportation is what the kids wear. Now, boys totally luck out because... I mean, the boy can wear the same exact thing and do every single weekend, but 14 year old <laughs> girl, this is really like their first time, like getting yeah. dressed up and they want to wear like different things every weekend. And so that's a lot of dresses. My daughter was going through this. I came up with that the girls should do a dress swap because you know, what's, what's old to someone is new to you.
0: And oh, what a great idea.
1: Yeah, it took a lot of convincing. Um, (laughs)
0: hey that looks so much better on you Uh, this is great i really wanted people to get a sense of what a bar mitzvah is like because there's a tendency to think a wedding is really crucial but a bar mitzvah eh, it's like a lot of money just being you know pissed away but it's not really it's really a rite of passage like you're saying it's Mm It's a very important day spiritually. When we say, all right, synagogues give out the date. Well, they don't give them out to random people. You right. have to be a member of the synagogue. You and you have to
1: have been attending
0: Hebrew school. And Yeah, and yeah. You, you have meetings with a rabbi and you right. learn how to speak Hebrew.
1: Right. So there's an academic aspect and a cultural aspect. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And, there's, and there's usually a mitzvah project involved. A mitzvah is a good deed. So you have to come up with something meaningful to you.
0: By the who? This is set up by the synagogue. Your,
1: your synagogue. It, it's like completing community service. You have to come up with something that's meaningful to you. You know, So kids that are into sports might volunteer to coach underprivileged kids or kids with learning disabilities or things like that. Yeah, so that's when you were saying, you know, it is a lot of money to spend on five hours. But in addition to the religious aspect and being a rite of passage and all of that, you know, it's just a great time to get all of your family and friends together you know, to celebrate and honor this person, but really just to be together, you know, like, you know, like if now, if he's teaching us anything, life is short. And so, you know, a lot of times I work with these families and, you know, I do their older kids bar bat mitzvah. And then by the time I do their next kid, there's one less grandparent and, you know, someone is gone. And so, you know, we really, we don't get enough time to sell to be together and to celebrate somebody and each other and enjoy each other and it's just it's a great memory like yes it's a lot of money for a 13 year old's party it's a lot of money for five hours but it's a lifetime of memories
0: well this is great all right so how do people get in touch with you how do people do you are you busy on social media at all i
1: am i'm Trying to be better on social media, I'm pretty good, but I'm getting better. Um, I am on Facebook, and I'm on Instagram fairly often. I'm on Pinterest, and I also have a website that I just finished redesigning. Um, I'm Melissa, and you can reach me- With one S. With one S. I always get wrong. Everybody does. So it's (laughs) Melissa with one S at theeventofalifetime.com, and my website is theeventofalifetime, and you can find me on all social media under theeventofalifetime.
0: I think together we should have a special shout out to our very close friend Maura. Yes, Bowman.
1: yes, Maura, who has worked for me for for 21 years, and she is my right hand.
0: Maybe you and Maura will come on together. Yes, She's, she was the first guest on the podcast. I remember I said, her
1: telling me that
0: Melissa, I cannot thank you enough. This, this is
1: fun, and hopefully, we'll be able to work together soon.
0: Absolutely, we have to. Yes. Great. Thanks again.
1: All right. Thank you. Be safe. Okay.
0: Take you care. too. Bye. Bye-bye. Stop recording somewhere.
1: <laughs>
0: and now, all of you listening who are planning weddings will know why a lot of the Saturday nights at some of your favorite venues are booked, sometimes two, three years in advance. Once again, thanks to all the essential workers for being so essential and being so heroic. Everybody stay safe, stay humble, stay strong. We'll be back stronger than ever. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.